He did it with his phone, Wade. He did it with his phone. Where Sammy Peterson's house, he just turned on some lights with his phone. Blew my mind. Blew my mind. What about the lights? <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, welcome to a very special episode of Shitting with the Door Open. I'm Harley Breen. That laugh is the wonderful Wade Nathaniel Duffin. Um, this week's episode is a collaboration between us and Nellie Thomas on her podcast, Dear Nelly. Check it out if you haven't already. It is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so um, we, this is just uh, our, our intro on our own so that we can claim that this is our podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and just a, a slight explanation is that Nelly is uh, in the hosting role and um, Wade and I are as mature as always. And uh, just a quick thing. Nelly said to me off uh, when we weren't recording. Yeah. It was very sweet of her. She apologised for her vegetable chat. From like oh. season one, <laughs> like if you had listened to season one, you would know there was a bit of uh, bit of antagonism between us two. And she said to me, "Off." She didn't. She didn't say it while we were recording. She said it off the record. She said, "You were right. I was wrong." And I, like, it takes a big person to admit it. So yeah. thanks, Nelly, yeah. for admitting that. We'll see if we can get that in writing. Um, <laughs> anyway, enjoy the episode. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade! But Wade doesn't rhyme with Dads. It's shitting with the door open. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of anti aging cream, there's a lot in this room. I'm always trying to give Claire some anti aging cream. Before our skin's so shiny. It's Claire oh. and blemish free. This has gone exactly how I thought it would. To the listeners, I'm not even going to explain. But welcome. Well, I'm going to say welcome to a collab. As yes. they say, yeah. um, between dear Nelly, sex relationships and dating from the other side of forty, and shitting with the door open. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we're all in the same toilet. We're all in the same outhouse, just squeezing one out. <laughs> That's right. Welcome, literal. To, Good to be back together. It's lovely to be back together. Well, first things first, let's establish some rules. Okay. <laughs> we can't wait to hear the rules, but we're going to break. <laughs> I mean, All really, right. it seems like a waste of time. But, you know, go for it. Rule number one, Nelly's hosting. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> That's good, because when we do our own, we I don't know. have any idea what's going on anyway. <laughs> there's no rhyme, there's no reason, there's no fucking running order. <laughs> right? We're running a tight ship. I'm going to introduce the wonderful Wade Duffin. Hello. He's one half of Shitting With The Door Open and his the best friend. The bigger half, let's be honest. <laughs> In every sense. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger half. Oh, we've measured. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> because we're friends and that's what you do. <laughs> and his co-host, our mutual friend, yeah. a previous co-host on Dear Nelly, the one and only Harley Brain. Thank you for having How me again. How would you measure your friend? Would you like go side by side? And like the penises, like, no. Would you like back them up together? No, I think like you do it with an in. ink pad. You press <laughs> <laughs> Get some nice like Japanese paper. Thing. I'll be like stretching mine out as well. <laughs> I think we can all agree. I'm going to remind you. Try and cheat it the, the entire way. <laughs> and I think we can all agree I've got the biggest dick in this room. So. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> it is a brave new world. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a sex in the city reboot. So what I want to start with, when Harley and I used to do sex ed shows together, I had a fabulous technique if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> and who was watching these sex ed shows? <laughs> well, when, an I, when I was dealing with, say, teenage boys. Yeah, and the uh, immature ways. In yes. immature ways. Thank goodness those days are done. <laughs> well, are they? Uh, because what we would do is we would invite the the kids in the audience just to get the jitters out because, you know, if yes. you've got people coming in talking about sex, you're like, okay, I would get a whiteboard and I'd go, right, every word for dick. Mm. I see you two as that audience. We're, oh, we've, covered, <laughs> we've covered it. So let's go. Let's we're, start well, with penis. We've had a very recent episode where we went over oh, quite a lot and we don't want to go over already <laughs> trodden ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but the Dear Nelly listeners may not have heard that oh, episode. They haven't heard the Welsh medallion? <laughs> the Todger is always a good one. Sounds like an English gent. <laughs> oh, it's a Bridgerton episode. Just get it out of your system, the fellas. They get. <laughs> <laughs> now you're both what? Forty two. Forty three. Forty three. Forty four. Forty four. But don't mind a bit of a juvenile joke, oh, shall we say? Nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. And as my eldest child uh, is, is emerging into teenage life, yeah. it's so great because yeah. we're on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Fart jokes, dick jokes, yeah. all the rest of it. Mm. So one of the reasons I wanted to bring you two on is because I think the most beautiful, and you know I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. Like I Please love. Do, <laughs> <laughs> puff, puff. I love shitting with the door open. It's one of my favourite podcasts. One of the reasons I love it is because of the friendship um, between you two. And I think for, oh, they're holding hands, bless. <laughs> one of the things that I think I would like to talk about is the fact that we talk about like soulmates, we talk about finding the one, we talk about, you know, love at first sight. That can be a friend. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. it feels to me from knowing both of you but also listening to you that you are that to each other. Wade is saved in my bank as first wife. Oh, bless. <laughs> so you both have actual wives and that's not yes. to diminish your love for them. No. But do you consider yourselves, whatever words you want to use, soulmates? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty solid. Nice. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, our wives uh, are completely aware of our friendships. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, the way our friendship works, and uh, certainly speaking from my sort of things, Hannah is very invested in, yeah. in our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I think Claire's probably a bit over it. <laughs> I nah, think Hannah's like, it. get him out of the house. She absolutely. Well, loves of course, it. we, she we does. had a two-year break from shitting with the door open, and yeah. we were only about a few episodes in. And Wade was speaking with Claire, and she goes, "Oh my god, it's clear <laughs> shitting with the door opens back <laughs> because the dick content." <laughs> the most ridiculous thing about listening to you two, it doesn't matter what you say, you could be saying thumbtack and you'll make a fucking innuendo out yes. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Claire. But I mean, come on, thumbtack. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're just asking for it. But what are you going to hold the poster up with? <laughs> But enough about my honeymoon. <laughs> All right, the rule's gone. Uh, so take me back. What I normally do on Dear Nelly, as I've done in an episode with Wade and yep. with Harley, is go back to your early dating history. 
can we go back to you two as young fellas and how were you as friends, not with each other, but how were your friendships going? Not with each other. No, I mean, what, like, did you make friends easily? Were you a loner? Were you sociable? Like, oh, yeah, great question. I think I made friends easily, like, but with a certain type of people. Yeah. Uh, But also, maybe the connections weren't deep. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Mm. it was a very kind of like, and that's no disrespect to the people I was making friends with. Like, I'm sure they felt kind of the same way. They were all very superficial surface mm. level mm. you have a good time you have a chat like school friends like school friends party friends party friends yeah the rub and tug of friendship the rub and <laughs> well, yeah i guess there was some rubbing and tugging yeah all right well we're opening up now <laughs> well it wasn't full service no well <laughs> <laughs> see i can play this game too <laughs> You've stopped him. I, I, do. Do. I yeah. love when that happens. He's like, because he's not expecting that. No, no. <laughs> Wade's blushing. A, a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I think they were very superficial mm. friendships and not in a bad way, not mm. in a negative way. Just in a school way. Just in a school way yeah. or kind of like, oh, yep, you've come into my life and then you've yep. gone out of my life kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but there's been only a handful, very few, who have come into my life. Yeah. And then that stayed there. And that you've held on to. And that I've held on to. And I don't. But what about your friendships? Oh, fuck you both. Fuck you both sideways. I think that's a really interesting thing for people listening because a lot of people listening have got, like I've got a 16-year-old, a lot of people have got teenagers and they're going through that Mm. when they're sort of forced into relationships with people because they're at school together. And some of them are good, some of them aren't. And, you know, once you get past that, you have much more choice, I think, in who you becomes your chosen family. What about you, Harley, at school? Were you popular? What was um, your story? Well, I think I've talked about my upbringing before yeah. with you. And, and I think part of growing up in, in uh, the church system like mm-hmm. I did was an impediment on me making friends because you had a ready-made friend circle. You know, I I had the same friends, didn't matter where I lived, because Mm. we all met up at the very minimum of once a year um, at a a joint school camp. Mm. Um, There was junior camp and then there was high school camp. And everyone from around southeast Queensland would meet up at those and you'd often see them at other church functions. And so I never really invested even in school friends. I mm. had a couple here mm. and there um, and certainly more towards my sort of teenage years there was a couple of friends. Um, but mostly it was because, you know, I had a ready-made friend mm. group um, mm. at church. And so you then didn't need to try. Didn't need to try and I had three siblings. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's a huge difference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. massive. Yeah. And then when I left the church when I was – 22 uh, coincided with the exact same moment I met Wade. Yeah. And so I. The stars aligned. Yeah. yeah. Mate, and that next. It's still me- the church and still into measuring them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, I was going to say one door closes and another one opens. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what That's what we're saying, Nelly. Would you say, Harley, because I imagine, like, I was not raised in the church at all and there was one, like, Catholic school in my town. And when, I don't say this with any pride, but we used to call those kids convent dogs. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it, religious kids were weird to me. So yes, I wonder if that was, like, an impediment as well with the other kids to be like, mm, he's churchy. 
Yeah, and so I didn't want to combine the two. Yeah. Um, I, I very rarely did what was sort of, um, not sort of, literally asked of us, which mm. is to convert and try yeah, and bring wow. people in. Um, if I had anyone that I really liked at school, I was like, I don't want you to come and see this other part of my yeah. life. And then when I made the decision to move on, it wasn't as clear as what happens to people who leave the Jehovah's Witness or Mormons yeah, yeah. or stuff like that where you're, yeah. you're properly kicked Cut out. Cut off, yeah. Yeah, and excommunicated. But it happened just because mm. I wasn't socialising with them anymore. And so mm. and I don't think there's any malice. Mm. But I just didn't have those friends. Mm. Um, and so there was a pretty crazy time. And maybe that's part of why um, I had such a connection with Wade. I mean, he's mm. so charismatic. Mm. Um, I just thought he was so funny. But also the start of our friendship, we hung out a lot and then he left for three years. So yeah. you two meet on the Gold Coast? Yep. You're in your early 20s. Mm. You've just left the church. Yep. You've moved over from New Zealand. You yep. fucking live in La Vida Loca. Yep. You both don't mind a drink. Yep. And we're working on a Hollywood movie set. And you're working on a <laughs> I mean. And we're locked in together for like a yeah. large portions of time at a time. Yeah. So we're really kind of like uh, supercharged the mm. friendship right from the mm. start. And, you know, we're basically the same age, but Wade had an apartment um, just off Cavill Avenue in, oh, in hello. the Gold Coast. I yeah. thought it was the coolest thing yes. ever. I was still living at home with mum and dad. <laughs> and he was living above this shitty bar <laughs> with a homeless man that he found. <laughs> this is the truth. <laughs> with a meter maid. Well, <laughs> I had met like this guy had gone out for the night, like super hammered, just on the gear, and then started chatting to like this busker. And then I must have said to him, hey, I've got a place just up there. You should come live with me. A couple of days later, he knocks on the door and he's like, I'm here to live. Here's my like, toaster. Who are you? Oh, like, what geez. is happening? And then he just moved in. <laughs> and how did that go? Not well. No. No, no he no. had some real issues. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, he, I think he was a violent offender. And um, oh, you shit. came home one day and he was just going through your underpants drawer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he came home like one night and he couldn't like get into the house and he starts like raging at me. Oh, wow. So I kind of went and just open the front door and like, hey, mate, what's up? And he goes, you changed the locks. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is normal behaviour. <laughs> I don't know any better. Come on in, chat. Let's get on the beers. <laughs> my, fondest, my fondest memory, because we were so broke, because yeah. you, you, in general you, you should be broke in your early 20s, yeah, yeah. Um, was drinking box wine out of ornate teacups. Yeah. <laughs> Love. He had old teacups from Love. like Selvos. And we would drink say, box wine out of them. Second hand shop. Yeah. yeah. Make your own fun. <laughs> yeah. We used to still – so my oldest friend is Tiff, who I've known since I was three. And Wade and wow. I were discussing before, I think one of the reasons we are best friends is she's the only friend of mine. She lives in London now, so I barely get to see her. But she's the only friend of mine who has known me in all my versions. Yeah, wow. You know, she knew my family. She's known me as a teenager, crazy 20s, you know, all the things. And there's such a comfort in that. Yeah, of definitely. Like a shorthand. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though I won't see her for two or three years at a time, as soon as I see her... We click back in. Back to old ways, yeah. Completely. And there's no pretense. There's no None. kind of having to like, oh, make doing so well. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You can just go, yeah, things are hard. Yeah. Things are good. Yep. There's no need to kind of like pretend that yep. um, that you're suffering or the opposite of, you know, yeah. whatever No, there's is. no front and there's, there's a no shorthand. Yeah. You know, where you can just go, oh, this happened and you don't have to tell the backstory. But her and I, we used to live together when we were at uni and um, we used to steal money off my brother. <laughs> so we had no money. He Great. had a job. 
right? So we would, st- we would say to him, oh, the shopping was $330. So this is in the early 90s. <laughs> and he was, so you buy a house? he was so stupid. Our rent was $30 a week. Oh, but we would shit. take his money and go to Sizzler. We'd get stoned. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or you can eat buffet. Yeah. Bottle of cheap Smirnoff on the way home. Oh, they were the days. Yeah, just good times. They were the days. So you two, one of the things, again, that I love about your podcast, you're very open with your emotions and let's be frank, not a lot of straight dudes are and you haven't been taught to. You two are. Were you like that from the beginning? With each other? or yeah, in- with each other. Uh, like sure. was that part I of the connection? Maybe we've become a lot more open as we've got older. Yeah. Definitely. We have, we've definitely come. And then at the start it was a lot of fun. Mm. But I probably wasn't telling Harley. I don't remember saying to you, like, oh, man, I'm so depressed right now or yeah. I've got these things that happened that, you know, whatever. But You probably like- weren't as depressed then. You didn't have kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Bro. <laughs> you probably slept. <laughs> no, I suppose we didn't. Like, uh, I- but we would have, like, big chats and we'd have long chats. But I just... I mainly remember the laughing. Yes. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Not, I, I don't remember like the big emotional chats if yeah. we had them. I just remember just having so much fun, yeah. drinking and laughing and just having a good time. It's really interesting to me because my individual experience of both of you individually but also together is that you're always having big chats. Like, yes, there's a lot of laughter, but I don't. my experience of you is not small talk. No. You know, it's like, I mean, you and I have known each other more than 20 years. I must have met you, Wade, I reckon 15 years ago. Yeah. And my recollection is it was straight into some stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. No it wasn't a, oh, what you doing? How's the weather? Like, that's not my experience of either of you. But maybe that was with each other in your 20s. I reckon small talk, maybe not. Definitely like some hardcore banter. Yeah, I think, like, yes. I think they're a bit different. You know what I mean? They are very different. So I think there was just like banter, a little banter, bit of sledging, banter. bit of sledging. Yes, mainly at other people. Yes. Well, in we fact, were- I remember when I met you and you sledged me. I remember the oh, day. It's, it's well, one remember. of the things I fell in love with about yeah. you. Oh, the absolute king. I remember to this day. I can't remember the venue, but it was outside. It was on a balcony. It was a wooden balcony. And I got introduced to you and you made some crack at me. And I said, you are right, son? <laughs> <laughs> and then you looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> no one ever talks back. <laughs> Off to the next person. <laughs> no, I mummed you straight from the start. Yeah. And then we just talked. Yeah, it was nice. It was w- nice. We were yeah. around, when we met too, um, it's, I think it's important to keep in mind, we were around an incredibly superficial um, yeah, industry. you're in the Gold Coast. We're, we're in the Gold Coast. Yeah. We're working on Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Um, we're surrounded by people that were, for the most part, desperate to be famous. Yes. Um, rather than just be actors. And like, before social media as well. Yes. Could you imagine like that situation now. as like TikTok or Instagram? Yeah, or, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. yeah, and a lot of people talking themselves up and trying to convince you of how good they were. Yeah. Whereas... Wade didn't do that because yes. Wade was there kind of by accident. Yeah. You didn't he was he didn't want to be an actor. Mm. He was only there because you'd put your name down on it like a modeling agency. Well, somebody something had, like that. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So hello. somebody kind of like tapped me on the shoulder and <laughs> yeah. said, "Hey, do you want to be a model?" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Is it. No, it's not porn. Yeah, okay, I guess I'll still do it. <laughs> 
I've got my ink pad. And then I went in there and I was like, oh, this isn't for me. But they said, hey, do you want to be like an extra? No, do you want to be uh, Rowan Atkinson stand-in on this movie? Oh, wow. Because of height and skin colour yes. and hair colour, he yes. got the, the stand-in role. I can and see then that. And then I got on well with the casting director and then yeah. she's like, uh, oh, do you want to be an extra yeah. as well? Because like, we're going to this island. Yeah. Like, yeah, all right, let's go do that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Good. But, but many didn't. The point is, the many didn't have this ego like everybody yes. else. So I was really gravitated towards that yes. because everyone else felt like they were they were on the pool. They were trying to figure out who could do what for them. Whereas Wade was just there having a good time. I really noticed yes. that when I started stand up. Like it's like you can almost divide um, the community into people who'd been watching Eddie Murphy, watching whoever, you know, from a young age, I want to be that, I want to be that, I want to be yes. that. And a, and a lot of other people who fell into it, it's a really different vibe. Yes, yeah. But I remember really like, cause you wanted to be like an actor. Yes. and But you weren't like aggressive about it. You weren't kind of like, oh, who can I fucking talk to? Like how can I fishtail my way up to the well, top? Well, because I didn't want to be an actor in that kind of a film. I wanted to be a theatre actor. I wanted to mm. be do, treading the boards. Yeah. And so, yeah, tread the boards. That's <laughs> <laughs> what so I just wanted to. So we just started having chats. Yeah. You know, like, and not taking it seriously. Yeah. And it was just like a really nice kind of evolution, I think. Yeah. So tell me, because obviously it's been an enduring <laughs> it's friendship. It's so weird. It's <laughs> 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 weirdest thing. Oh, so earnest. Especially oh. seeing as the last episode we did for Shitty with the Door Open was about porn. Yeah. And now... <laughs> <laughs> Being very intimate with each other lately. I know. Porn, <laughs> suicide, whatever. <That's> right. <laughs> we'll talk about it all. We'll talk about anything. And so will we here at Dear Nelly. So I'm interested in, I love, because, you know, you both, I overthink everything, I analyse everything, I love all of that shit. One of the things I love, honestly, is hearing two straight men say to each other, I love you. Mm. Yeah. It is, it actually, you, I know you, you do. Oh, bless. So did you make a decision to do that? How does it feel when you say it? Why do men not say it? Oh, it's weird because I don't say it to my family. Like I say it to, to your daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never let him know. <laughs> I, just makes them weak. I say it to like Claire and the girls all the time, but yeah. I don't I never really say it to I never really say it to like um, you know, my they mean like Parents and yeah. brother and sister. Yeah. I think Harley just started saying it one day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love you too, buddy. I was about to say, I reckon Harley would have done it. I remember Mike, because I come from a similar family. No one does yeah. that shit. I was very close with my nana. And one day I just decided, I was probably 25, I just decided to, to say it. Yeah. And I was on the phone with her. I'm like, I really love you so much, nana. And she like was really uncomfortable. So you got to say it back, nana. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I love you too. And from then we just started doing it. But it's like someone had to break the seal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I can imagine you doing it and then you responding uncomfortably for a while and then getting used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's been probably exactly how it went. Very much a part of my life. I can't yeah. think yeah. of a time where and I and I and I don't take this for granted, but I can't think of a time where my parents didn't tell me they love mm. me, my siblings don't, mm. I, I still sign off the phone with my brothers, love you mate. Mm. Um, same to dad. Like it's it it's just really natural to me. Harley, so that is the jackpot. Yeah, absolutely it is. That is the jackpot. For, for all of the faults around some of the aspects of my upbringing in terms of organised religion, my dad adhered to an idea of Christianity that God is love. Yeah. And that's the way he treated yeah. his wife. It's the way he treated yeah. his children. It's the way he's tried to go through life. So for me, it's just really natural. You've been yeah. loved from the get-go openly. Yes. And yeah. and I, I've sat through multiple sermons where he mm. talks about the different types of love. Mm. I won't bore everyone with it right now. Mm. Um, and so early on, I could identify what type of love I 
felt for a person, mm. which meant I could still say I love you. Mm. Um, and, and I can say I love you to my child and I love you to Wade and I love you to mm. you, Nellie, and then I love you to Hannah and mm. all of those things They're are different. truth yeah. and different. Yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And that's so critical. I mean, for people listening, I think a lot of people worry, particularly through divorce, and we've talked about that with you, Harley and me, about their kids, and I totally get that. Mm. But I come back to if your children know they are loved – from the day that they're born, they have that's the jackpot in life. Yeah. yeah. The circumstances need to be managed. Totally. But if they know yeah. they're loved and seen, like they're so far ahead of the pack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'll have to pull it back for a second. Just yeah. to clarify, I knew I was loved as a kid. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like my parents, like my yeah, mum. Yeah. They just my don't dad. say it. Well, my mum would say it all the time. Right. I just don't say it back. Yeah, right. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought that um, I've met both of Wade's parents, and they're exceptional human beings. Yeah, they're really great. Of of humans sometimes, <laughs> especially especially his, his mum. But some, the impression I got from his mum, where I, the the initial story is one of the greatest stories of all time, because we were just walking down, <laughs> we were just walking down a driveway, not sneaking up on anyone. I want to I want to defend my mate here. We definitely were not. It just walked up and. Liz was at the back of the um, garage just packing the freezer and he just went, hi, mum, and she just got such a fright <laughs> and she went off at him and, and it was the greatest. And the way that she went off at him, I can picture it right now, was someone who really loves her kid and, yeah. and knows that um, he trusts her. She's a huge character and and Barry's a bit more... Um, uh, he's a bit more stoic. He's stoic a bit older. Yeah, but like, mm. you know, he's come to express himself a bit more mm. as he's got older. But no, 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 I definitely knew I was loved mm. growing up and she was always say, you know, she loves us. It's just mm. as we've got older, I've just kind of stopped saying it. Maybe yeah. I should say it. Yeah. Love you, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's generational to some degree. It's very cultural as well. Like I find people from, you know, more Protestant, um, you know, colonial English background, kind of like there's much less of that you know, displays of affection and all of that kind mm. of stuff. So, I mean, mate, you can show it in different ways. Do you two think that you can be fr- like fr- that your friend can be your person or like one of your, like an enduring forever relationship? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I'm not sure why it wouldn't be. Yeah, because yeah. the narrative we're told is, you know, I've got to find my person, I've got to find my soulmate, and mm. it's always romantic, yeah. yeah, it's always a wife or a husband or and, and I think seems for some be, people it's not. And it always seems to be like one person as well. One person and to the like exclusion you've just of got others. To find like one person. And yeah. That's it. Whereas I've got Harley, I've got Claire. Yeah. And that's all I really need. Yeah. 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 Well, I think. Um, because of how much I absolutely adore and love Hannah, yeah. Hannah needs me to have Wade. Yeah, for sure. I need me to have Wade. Yeah. And I need Hannah to have her yeah. people as well yeah. because. We are not enough for each other. No. There's there's so many other things that a person needs yeah. um, to feel fulfilled and, and loved and, and yeah. enriched. Um, that We've it's got to too let much go of one. that idea that one person will make you happy. Yes. Will fulfill all your needs. Like for me, the model is the Golden Girls. You know, yes. it's that kind of vibe where you kind of go, okay, maybe you'll never have a romantic relationship again. That doesn't mean that you won't be in a family. Mm, yeah. Like they're a family. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you've also got like Randall on the other side. Mm. I've got Ollie and mm. like uh, yes. Dean as well. You know, so we've mm. all got like different people that we can rely on. Mm. And it's that thing that we were talking about earlier where it's that, that sense of self that yeah. we have yeah. and how Harley and I are to how Harley is with his kids yeah. and I am with my kids. They're yeah. very different, different versions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, but you need to be able to have that person to be able to relate to that sense of self with you and that sense of self to you. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
Well, I think it's beautiful and I think it's really interesting in the context particularly of like if you pull back to a health promotion kind of level, it's really such a protective factor for men in terms of mental health. Like one of the things we hear about a lot is it's such a stereotype but there's some truth in it that after divorce a lot of men plummet and a lot of women fly. Mm. And part of the reason for that I think is that in general women work harder on their friendships or find it easier or whatever language we want to use. I think I just want you two to be an example to the men listening to kind of go work on it. Yes. Work on well, it. it th- we've talked about this before. Friendships have to be worked on. They really do. And I have lost friendships yeah. um, that maybe just it was a natural thing for them to go, but because I didn't do the work, I, I've not been a great friend. Um, and one of the reasons that Wade and I endure is because he knows that <laughs> and tolerates yeah. it. Well, he um, knows your limitations. But, but I'm also getting better at it. Like I'm yeah. getting better at contacting mm. and and <laughs> replying to messages. But I'm also like <laughs> You ghosting your best friend. <laughs> Relationships should be work, but they shouldn't be hard work. No, no, no. Do you no, know no. what I mean? But no, you need no, to no. work on totally it. Totally great. But on the flip side of like, because I'm always like giving Harley grief about like not contacting, like, oh, you don't text mm. back. But I over text. But yeah, I don't yeah, feel yeah. text Harley. Yeah. I just, like, be I just be like, here's a thought in my head. I'm going to tell Harley. Here's another thought. I'm going to tell Harley. They don't mean anything. They're just like random things that have popped in my head and I've just like put them out into the ether and then I oh, forget yeah. about them. Our group chat is basically you and I talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I and I look at it and go, ah, what, are, what am I needed for here? Even though you're the glue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I that's what I aim to do. Well, the, the one that I have to work on, um, you, you know, my other best mate is my older brother, which yeah. is such a fortunate uh, situation. Yeah, it's so a lucky. Thing. And yeah. it always, always makes me think of a Luke Heggie joke where he goes, you know those blokes that are best friends with their brothers what yeah. you just give up at the first cunt you met <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fabulous it's really funny that is fabulous um, but, but Randall and I are really similar in, yeah. in terms of when we're depressed and feeling really dark yeah. and down we don't reach out yeah. um, we, we won't make contact and we can go for months without talking mm. or seeing each other and we'll just pick up where we left off mm. um, but in recent years, we've both, by challenging each other, working on that. Being more proactive. Got, got to actually make the phone call. Because I think there's a – and, again, I'm talking in generalisations. So, you know, email these two and not me. But there is something <laughs> in uh, some middle-aged men, and I'd say quite a lot, relying on their wife mm. to be their, their social catalyst. Their social secretary. Their social list. secretary. Yes. And to maintain, I'll buy the birthday present, I'll reach out, I'll da-da-da. If you then get divorced, you're fucked. Yeah. yeah. Right? You have to maintain, for all genders, you have to maintain some relationships that are yours. Yes. yes. That is what's going to help you when, you know, people pass away. People get divorced. Shit happens. And even on the other side of that, even if you're in a relationship, Mm. you still need relationships. You really do. Outside of that. You need other things. I'm currently going through one of the hardest things that anyone can go through is one's moving. That's enough about my penis. I found it quite soft, to be honest. It's rock hard. <laughs> See? Because you're not doing Different right relationships. Right. <laughs> but I, so I'm moving house and, and interstate at that, and I'm having yet another child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 
I, once again, Hannah needs me to have Wade. Yeah, of and course. And I need me to have yeah. Wade because yeah. um, Hannah will not be able to provide a whole lot of stuff for yeah. quite some time now yeah. um, that I need. And so I'm super fortunate that I have Wade mm. and I have Randall, I have the mm. dad, like I've mm. got my, my little brother, my older sister, all of that community mm. of people mm. and, and many other friends mm. that um, will be there for to build me up so that I mm. can support her. Yeah. And, and there's plenty of other relationship situations where you need that friendship. It is the yeah. village. Yes. It yeah, is absolutely. The, and the village doesn't just to apply to people with kids. It's yes, like yes. human beings need the village. And it doesn't mean yeah. you have to have 40 friends. Not like, not everyone's an extrovert. Oh, that's too much. But like something. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like work on the relationships that mm. you have. All right. Can I put some memes to you too? We're oh, yeah. Go on then. Draw a line under you two are beautiful friends and I love it. Thanks, okay. mate. Oh, all right. <laughs> Poor Wade, he's so uncomfortable when I get <laughs> earnest. Do you know what? That 10 years ago, I used to be so embarrassed. And Harley knew me when I started to stand up. I used to be so embarrassed about being earnest. Like my first, when I won Raw Comedy, my set was on refugees. <laughs> like right, right from the fucking start. And then about 10 years ago, I just went, fuck it, I am earnest. Yes. You know what I Like yeah. that's actually who I am. It's a hard skill to learn on stage. It is. Yeah. It is. But like take it or leave it. Mm. You know? So take it, Wade. <laughs> take it. Well, he'll take it. <laughs> I'll be taking it, all right? <laughs> He's coming back for more. <laughs> all right, so I want your perspective as middle-aged men on this one. I love how, like... <laughs> How so middle-aged this whole thing is. You've printed out a it's meme. so mi- man. Like, you haven't, like, just brought it up on your phone. You're like, I just want to get your perspective on this middle-aged meme that I printed out. Who's from- still got a printer? It's fuck? called preparation. <laughs> All right. So, someone, one of the listeners sent this to preparation. me. Preparation. We should look yeah. into that. <laughs> I'll spell it for you later. A good woman will stay by your side no matter how much you lie, cheat, or steal. That woman is your mother, not us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw you put that up the other day. Uh, is I there a that. picture to go with that? No. Nah. Oh, it's just like a quote. Just some fucking yeah. heavy text. It's bold. Ah. It's aerial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it immediately made me think of some of the really toxic men uh, I've known in my life, uh, which I don't have to mention. They actually have mothers exactly like that. Yeah. That, and I think it's to their detriment. And that's mm. not to say that my mum wouldn't, but my mum has also... I feel always called out my bullshit. Yes, that's yeah. not not to not to say that she wouldn't stand by me, mm. but that kind of idea of standing by behind the, behind by that toxic behaviour, um, my mum wouldn't do. She'd no. stand with me, but she would she would call my bullshit out. She'd call it out because yeah. that's actually part of teaching you to be a man. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what it says to me is the amount of women who are kind of going, I'm, you know, in marriages, going, I'm his fucking mother. Mm. One of the things yeah. I love about you two is that, and then this sounds like a joke, it's not, you cook and clean. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how many people listen, how many women listening are like, I can't get him to fucking unload the dishwasher. Yeah, because a lot of men just go from they their just home don't. straight into their marriage. Yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah. Even I keep now, forgetting like what a bubble that we live yes. in. Yes, yeah, it's just because like, our bubble. friendship bubble is all yeah. Like most people I know, even like the other dads at school, it's all very kind of everyone's yeah. helping each other out. Yeah, yeah very. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I always forget what kind of bubble I am. But also, that's not just anecdotal. That, that the research backs that up. Yes, you know, even with two 
full-time working parents, women are still doing, you know, I can't remember the percentages, but it's a shit ton more yeah. of, you know, childcare, housework, I saw, cooking. I saw something the other day that a woman who's who's the stay-at-home carer, um, so doing the children and the cleaning mm. and the cooking, it's something like a $150,000 a year job. Oh, yeah, In terms sure. of the hours that if they're the hours. doing. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, it's the hardest job I've ever done. I'm sure, I mean, you've been stay-at-home, Dad. It's much harder than going to work. Oh, yeah, it yeah, is. It absolutely is. Because yeah. of the, uh, just how relentless it is. Relentless. Just because how it, you just don't let up. There's no, like, yeah. off clock. There's no, no, like, even when you're asleep when they're young, there's mm. no, like, oh, I just get to have and a little no break. And no one's saying, well done, Wade. Well, no, I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> But you know when you yeah, go to work. Haven't you seen it? He's got his own. He's got his own family shield. <laughs> the family member of the year, and he wins every year. But you're not get. You're not getting the external validation. No, there's no you know. like, and Claire very supportive. Yeah, she's like, you know, you're doing a great job and keep yeah. it up. But yeah, there's no like real kind of external. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think it's it's. I don't know. It just it made me think about parenting, and how we parent kids. It's like teach them all the things. Yes. Right? Don't teach them to go into a relationship dependent. They should be able to cook themselves a meal yes. and know yep. how to clean the bathroom yeah. and yeah. know how to fucking pay a bill or whatever. Don't and expect someone to do that. Yeah, and it's really important that my boys see yeah. me, just to be really binary in this conversation, yeah. my boys see me do these things. Correct. But it's even more important for my daughter yes. to see a man do that. To expect so, yeah. that. So that she will expect that, correct. Exactly. Yeah. Amen. All right. <laughs> this one. <laughs> I really debated whether to put this to you, but if we're going full middle age and it's you two, I'm doing it. <laughs> right. You may have seen it on Facebook. So there's a sign. Already middle age. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Facebook. I'm 48, mate. I'm also, owning it. Also, can we just, I am well past middle age. There is no <laughs> fucking chance I'm getting to 86. Are you serious? <laughs> You're at three quarter time. Absolutely. I'm an orange. Best. <laughs> Well, then we better get a couple of records in. Um, so this person obviously can't spell, so there's a bit of class shaming in it, but let's just put that to the side. There's a sign out the front of someone's house saying, fresh veggies. Ah, uh, well, everyone likes a fresh veggie. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody does, and that's okay, Harley. There's well, those who do day. eat veggies like them fresh. <laughs> Five a day. <laughs> my favourite comment, and again, how more middle-aged could you get? My favourite comment was this lovely guy I know commented on it when I posted it on Facebook and went, I'm quite into an experienced veggie myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think about it that oh, way. No, oh, no, no, I regret what I it. said. <laughs> You've ruined it. Neither did I. Oh, Nelly. I just meant a bit of rubber keep in your wash. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was thinking. You just meant a weekly bath. Yeah, yeah. weekly. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's what happens when you get older too, that I used to, I used to feel embarrassed about the idea that I would shower before sex right. because it was admitting I was dirty. Mm. And now... Hannah and I genuinely prepares like just go and have a shower because this shit's gonna get messy. <laughs> Put down the tarp. <laughs> Are you going shower before and after? Yeah, well, it depends how it finishes, but yeah. I mean, freshen yeah. up. You and I have talked about this yes, before. Absolutely. People go on dates and they haven't even had a fucking shower. Oh, come, come on, on, clean. See, I don't wear deodorant, and people yeah. are like, oh, you don't smell. It's like. I clean myself. <laughs> you fuck. No, you don't smell. No, because I clean myself. And, and it's a, a lot of it's diet. The, the main reason that I would smell on occasion is uh, alcohol and cigarettes is, is what's going to affect it. 
But I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of sugar and um, deep yeah. fried foods that really permeate so through. Expelling. And I don't exercise. I don't break a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so that um, life expectancy really oh, mate, yeah. it's, it's coming down. Might by have been a bit generous. <laughs> Actually, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. Like people find it weird when certain people want to shower before sex. I'm like, it nah. makes you feel more comfortable. Yeah. A bit of warm water. Absolutely. Freshen yourself up. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, and then you explore the whole smorgasbord of the body. <laughs> Fresh veggies, dessert. Sausage. Sausage. All you can eat buffet. Right. All the oysters. All right. The clams. See? <laughs> see? see, when I put that name that in. bowl that, of strawberries. <laughs> that's what I thought would happen. The donut. The starfish. <laughs> Sometimes the bagels. <laughs> Get that croissant. Taco Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> what? Only on a Tuesday? <laughs> You've got four kids as if you're having sex more than once a week. Oh, mate. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, are you ready for a listener call? Yes. Yeah. Now I am going to forewarn you, it's quite serious. Okay. Right, so we need to, we need to um, change gears. Hey, Nelly and all your fabulous guests. I find your down-to-earth, straightforward, no-bullshit take on my post-divorce dating refreshing and it fits really well with my approach to being long-term single in my 50s. Uh, I'm getting in touch with you because this afternoon I've had an exchange of texts from a man I've been seeing, which absolutely beggars belief, and I need to A, vent, B, process, and C, warn others. So these texts were with this man that I was involved with, uh, but from whom I recently disentangled myself, which was no mean feat given he was in Brisbane and I'm in Perth. Uh, we met on Bumble, and then after a couple of weeks of chatting, we met for the first time in January in Melbourne, and it was lovely. Then in February, he flew to Perth for a week's visit and it was lovely, but it was getting a bit love bomby. Um, but I kept on turning down the volume on my inner voice because I was feeling optimistic that after six years on my own, this bloke was a good one. He ticked a lot of boxes, to be honest. However, during this time, there were romantic plans, all coming from him, of our building a cabin in the woods overlooking the ocean and long road trips to explore WA together. Peppering these conversations were protestations of great love and admiration for me, which all seemed to tend towards the surface level, my physique, my dimples, the colour of my nail polish. Super observant but also starting to get a bit super creepy. I tended to tell him that I quite liked the fact that he lived in Queensland and I was in no hurry to shack up with anyone as I love my space, but he tended to shut that down because, as he said, he was a self-confessed romantic who falls in love quickly and it was darling and sweet pea and lover almost from the get-go. When I did ask him to rein this talk in because it made me uncomfortable, he put this down to his personality. There are so many more indications of this desperation to be loved, but there's just not enough time. And I am now asking myself why I let this go on for so long. I thought I was in command of the situation and I uh, kept reiterating my needs and desires to him. And for the most part, he seemed to take this on board. 
should I have taken more time to pay attention to the fact he'd been retrenched, lived in a converted horse trailer on a vacant block in Brisbane and had several lines in several fires, none of which ever looked like being shaped into anything even vaguely resembling something productive. He started to make plans to move to WA on the strong possibility, his quote, of there being job opportunities over here and could he maybe move his mobile home onto the vacant block adjacent to my house? Easter rolled around and it was on the basis of these concerns and his ever-increasingly desperate entreaties that we did actually have a future together that I had to call it quits. I'd spelled out in lengthy emails. I didn't match his emotional investment and I was uncomfortable with his smothering and dismissing of my concerns. I told him over the phone I did not want a romantic relationship with him, nor was I prepared to be a conduit for his social or job networks if he continued with his plans to move to WA to look for work and I thought he'd given up on that. I was direct and honest and I thought careful and mindful of his feelings. I was called cold and heartless by him. This, however, didn't deter him. He cheerfully drove to WA and arrived last week, all the while sending me pictures of the journey and alluding to there maybe being work waiting for him when he got here. I put him off again. Yesterday he messaged asking to catch up for coffee as he wanted to know what he did wrong and make me change my mind about forming a relationship with him. I'd spelled that out in two previous communications, but I tried one final time in a long text. Which brings me to today's shocking and sad reaction from him. This morning I got a plaintive, all I wanted was to be friends message. Sweet, bit pathetic. Then this afternoon another one in which he said my text was venomous and blamed this U-turn of my feelings on my menopause. What the fuck? Holy sh... What a call. A lot to unpack there. Can I give you an update? Yeah. Because she sent another message in. This prick not only moved to WA after she'd said no, no relationship, don't come, etc. Not only did he move from Queensland and Perth, about a week after she sent that message, he showed up at her house where she was with her son. Knocked on the door. Not okay. Going, aren't we? But I thought we were going to give it another go. Wow. Fuckhead, how many times does she have to tell you? Also, can I just bring up a little point of order here? Yes. But please do not refer to a horse float as a tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I, if, like, I don't want to judge anyone no. that, that wants to have um, love and affection from yep. another person. Yep. But anyone out there listening, yep. if you no. meet someone who lives in a horse float, yeah. uh, there's, yeah. there's got to be a lot of other yeah. things going for That's them. a trailer. <laughs> That's yeah. a trailer. That is a trailer. And for an animal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the same price, you can buy a caravan. Jesus. I mean, you better be calling a horse float for a reason. You know what I mean? To be honest with you, I'm looking at a horse float at the moment <laughs> to convert it to a tiny house. So tell wow. me, what do you two hear in that? I mean, there's a lot. But what do you hear in that? I honestly, and I'm like a bit embarrassed about this. I heard like when I remember like love bombing people yeah. when I was much, much younger. Yeah. But I didn't know. That, that's what you were term. doing. I didn't know that was yeah. a thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, man, I yeah. felt like a bit of shame for like my previous behavior. So can you, if you're comfortable with it, can you tell me, because I think it's really helpful for people listening to hear what love bombing is. 
Well, when I think of like love bombing, and this I know maybe I've got this wrong, but you're sending like an overt amount of like texts. Yeah. Like you're sending like you're calling, you're professing like um, yep. uh, more love than maybe that you feel because yep. you've built up like this infatuation. Zero in to a hundred. Zero mm. to a hundred. Yeah. So it's and then like, when you're you- the best person I've ever met. I've never had better sex in my life. Here's a hundred dollars bouquet of flowers on the yep. first date. It's a diamond ring. When well, can we, you know. All right, let's pull it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still haven't bought a head of one of those. <laughs> and it might even be acts, quote unquote, of generosity. Like I've heard from callers, there'll be things like, um, let's say they're broke. Oh, don't worry, I'll pay your bills for you after two dates. And part of it was because I was so much younger. I was confused about, yeah. like, is this what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, it seemed romantic. Like, it seems romantic. Like, I, yeah. this is what they do in the movies. Yeah. I don't really yeah, know yeah. how to base. Yeah, like, like I didn't really have a healthy relationship with my own yeah. mind. I guess. Yeah, I. I I'm and you were a kid. Can I just say this is qualitatively different to oh, the calls. Yes. You were yeah, a kid, yeah. but that was. I guess that was my initial reaction. I want to bring everything back to me as yeah. much as possible. No, but I actually but I, appreciate you saying that because I think it's an appropriate response to hear something you've done wrong and feel shame. It's not appropriate to hold on to that and beat yourself up for the rest of your life. Oh, I probably will, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't know Wade. <laughs> He's going to think about this for days. But weeks. it helps people listening. Yeah. Right. It helps people listening to kind of go actually. That's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. This it's guy scary. has clearly uh, not been listening and he's yep. built up an idea of like this narrative in his head yep. that he thinks this is what's happening. Yep. And whether he's like learnt that from the media or yep. he's just never been taught another way or he's just got some kind of um, mental health issue, mm. none of these are Or excuse. he's a narcissist or, or he's a whatever. narcissist or whatever. Like none of these yep. are excuses. No, it's frightening behaviour. It would be terrifying to have this person turn up at your house. Oh, mate, I think so, it would be terrifying yeah. getting like these texts, like, oh, yeah. I'm on my way. You're like, yeah. no. Do you know the most, the most chilling part for me was you can feel the desperation of her trying to be, if I'm just clearer, mm. if I'm just yeah, like clearer, he, yeah. he will yeah. change his behaviour. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. And then him sending photos of the road trip. Mental. It doesn't matter how many times she says, don't come, don't come, don't come. I said, yeah. no, I said, no, I said, no. Look at me at Uluru. Mm, yeah. yeah. Oh. The, the, uh, it's not the issue I've got, but the, the complexity for me it, we're, um, hearing that, and this is a discussion that Hannah and I have already had uh, multiple times and quite in depth, is I absolutely love bombed Hannah. Yeah. Um, and as she did me. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Although I wouldn't call it love bombing because now it's it's used only as the negative because yeah. of how it goes bad and sour like this mm. caller. Um, but I was absolutely infatuated with Hannah from yeah. the moment I saw her. It did take me a year to, to get the courage just to ask her out for a drink. And yeah. then um, even after a few months of, of us sort of dating and texting a lot, the first time I slept in the bed with her, I didn't. We didn't even have sex, and I just flew mm. home because I didn't want it to be about that. Mm. So I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I was uh, like just infatuated, and mm. I am still. I love her more today than I did yesterday, and mm. I will love her more tomorrow than I do today. Um, obviously, now oh, we've why had don't some. You grown at that. <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, I think that's a beautiful thing, Nelly. <laughs> that's why. Nice. He's rolling his eyes. I think that's such a lovely sentiment. <laughs> time to grow up, Nelly. <laughs> but but that's we've, you know, we've had very hard times. Um, yeah. uh, you know, there's been moments of disconnect and all that. But the point I'm making is that sometimes this quote-unquote love bumming 
works out really well, mm. like my best mate Wade, who met Claire, and yeah. you guys went from zero to 100, mm. Mm. and but you were engaged with. Do you know months. the difference, though? Can I be really clear about this? That's reciprocal. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I, I was going to say. That, yes. That's the difference. Yes. It's, it's, it's like two-way conversation. She is saying, slow down. Absolutely. Cool your jets. Yeah. This is too much for me. I'm yeah, overwhelmed. He's talking about, like, we're going to build this cabin in the woods. Yeah, and you he's know? like, oh, it's crazy that is stuff. terrifying. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> you know, where no one can find us. He is not listening to her. No. 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 And no. I guess what I'm saying is where is the moment, and I know this, I'm yeah. just playing devil's advocate, but yeah. where is the moment when you meet a person yeah. and you you just think they're the best? Yeah, yeah. Um. Where you don't do that stuff. Yeah. It's lovely to buy people flowers and yeah. take them yeah, out and pay yeah, the yeah. bill and and, yeah. s- and say they look beautiful. So um, I always know the answer. you got to listen, mm. ask questions, listen to the answer, mm. um, be present, do all that. And this guy's clearly mm. just all about what he wants and his agenda. I yes. think the, the nuance of it, which is difficult, and on, in the social media landscape we don't have this discussion, but obviously we can here, red flags aren't deal breakers. They're just things to go, hmm. Yeah. So it's not that it's a deal breaker. It's just that like if someone's full on really quick and you're not there yes, and they're yeah. not listening to you, that is a big red flag. Yes, 100%. Mm. And they go from Perth to Brisbane oh, as oh, well, it's, you know. It's crazy. Oh. For someone yeah. to say, do not move here. And yeah. him get in the car. Yeah. And not yes. from like Kensington to Flemington either. You know, yes. like, don't yeah. like pop over to the next suburb. Do not drive, drive across one of the largest countries on the yeah. planet yes. through a desert. With your yes. horse float. Well, it's a tiny house. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what else really shat me about it too? It's the, um, the gaslighting. But also if someone says to you, um, oh, look, when you like saying I love you after a couple of days, or if you're calling me darling all the time, look, I'm a bit uncomfortable with it, give me a bit more time. And they just go, Oh, that's just me. Yeah. yeah. Like, how many people, go, Oh, that's just me. Yeah. I mean, I was watching yeah. your dating show the other day with the woman was clearly abusive and went, I'm Latino. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, that's. No. You, you can't <laughs> justify your behaviour by a whole race you of people. You can't just scream like at me. Yeah, that's it's just right. my personality. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I'm leaving it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> you can't. We're too old for that nonsense. Yeah. Maybe in your 20s you, you're less mature emotionally. But by our age, you can't just fall back on. That's just how I am. But also the the kicker for well, I mean, the kicker is him turning up at the house. But yeah, to blame it on her menopause. Oh, oh. mate, do you think you're going to get a win out of that? Do you Ropeable. think you're going to get a woman to go? Oh, I see now. <laughs> you know, I was confused before you said it was about down, my menopause. <laughs> I'm in the wrong. Artie Flo has come to visit. The painters are in. <laughs> you know what you should do, sweetheart? Smile more. <laughs> She's, oh. He's right again. Right. <laughs> Can't the guy with a horse float. Can you imagine the Dianelli community listening to that? Oh, <laughs> like, my Lord. There'll be shoes being thrown through windows. Um, but Probably because they've got their menopause. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wade Nathaniel Duffin. <laughs> and Wade's email is in the show notes. But just to wrap up so people don't worry, obviously I've been in communications with yes. her because I, I was say, concerned. I fully confused yeah. menopause for menstruation earlier. I just used them as like, <laughs> like the same thing. That is how kind I am. I noticed that I and I let it go. I appreciate everybody just letting that go. I myself. I pulled myself up. It's 
fine. Because Auntie Flo's leaving yeah. <laughs> the menopause station. She's had enough. Um, just to clarify, she rang the police. It, it has been sorted out. Oh, great. She's safe. Good. She's fine. Good. Um, I would love to hear from her again just to make sure, yeah. you know, that he hasn't yeah. come back again. But thank you. He's it's got not, a long drive ahead. He's got a fucking long drive. It's not an easy thing to ring in with that. No. No. And I appreciate it. And I imagine there'll yeah. be a lot of other listeners out there really appreciate Really. Also, can story. I just say that whoever that caller was, she should do audio books. I could listen to her for days. Well, so we did. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, tighten it up next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. Beautiful oh, voice. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. So articulate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Really, really good. Thank you. And yet he still didn't fucking hear her. <laughs> but you know what? In all sorts like... <laughs> Oh, to you too. <laughs> if I can, I'm going to make that one point seriously because mm. what when people are stalked or victims of family violence, victims of abuse, a whole, they're trying to work out what did I do? Yes. Did I not say it clear enough? I mustn't. I should have seen him instead of called him. I should. It doesn't matter what you said or did to this guy. He would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is an articulate woman. This is not yes, about totally in some ways. You didn't miscommunicate. He didn't listen. It's one hundred percent on the perpetrator. It really is. It's really almost. And you would know a lot more than I do, but I would imagine it's got very little to do with like the victim and more the perpetrators. Oh, uh, I can't tell you. Sit there and you go over and over. Maybe if I'd worded it differently. Yeah. You know, like the most common scenario is if someone breaks up and then someone comes over to, you know, assaults you, abuses you, whatever. Or maybe if I'd been kinder when I break. No, no, the point is he lost control of you. Yes. Mm. Right? Or she couldn't control you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the power. It's of not the, the wording. But look, no. I've been in a, on the other side of gaslighting a few yeah. times in my life. It's and, full and, on. and I'm just thinking about it all right now. The power of it. Yeah. You, you're continually reviewing your own behavior. You feel crazy. Going, but what if I had done that? And then yeah. that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And like you said, no, yeah. no, no. Doesn't no. matter. Doesn't there matter is, what you do. And you think if I word it properly. Yeah. Right, if I if yes. I sit down and I write it out and then I say yeah. it to them on the phone and then they'll li- they never they'll never listen. Yeah, you they could hear, be Oprah. They hear yes. what they want to hear. Kind they of thing. hear what they want to hear. And they'll twist your words around yeah. and you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe you do have a point. Yeah, and yeah. that self doubt, oof, it's exhausting. Yeah. Oh, totally, and it's crippling. Yeah. It really, really is. So thank you for calling in. I really appreciate it. Um, All right, can we end with two favourite segments? Adapted for Shitting with the Door Open. Fantastic. Which is Stupid Shit and X is done. We do this nice and quick. Something that a friend has done. Obviously, we're not going to identify them. Yes. But a friend, we go, oh, fuck, I'm out. Oh, we've left a friendship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a friendship with a guy, obviously no name. Um, he uh, – and we kind of love-bombed each other in that friendship. We became yeah. fast friends. Um, and he loved the niggle. Oh. And there was one particular topic. Like an undermine. Yep. He would niggle me on this particular mm. topic, which was um, my uh, failing marriage. Oh. <laughs> and um, he'd just dig it and get no. great joy out of it. And um, I said to him, hey, man, I, I was actually quite proud of myself at the time for being able to mm. articulate it. I was like, hey, man, I get what's happening here. You're having mm. a laugh. Mm. And we all, we, you know, we were in a community of we're people. Sparring. Where we're all sparring. Yeah. I said, that subject's, it's a bit Not cl- that one. close to the surface at yep. the moment. So if he wouldn't mind backing off. And he did it again and I just went, done, yeah, good. out, gone. Yeah, great. And nice. just haven't spoken to him since. Yeah, Ran good. into him um, like some years later 
and uh, <laughs> walking through a car park as a single parent, mm. um, frustrated, mm. tr- trying to hold it together with my kid, doing the shopping, and um, he just started trolling along behind me slowly in the car park because oh. he thought it was funny. Oh. And then I turned around and I saw him and I went, oh, of course it's you oh. being <laughs> a fuckhead. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you know what? I bet he's that kind of guy so I don't even know what happened totally, with Harley. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, mate, you were nagging me. When I was yeah. going through a divorce, I asked you not to. You kept doing it. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What about you, Wade Duffin? Uh, I reckon it was like I was living with these dudes and we were all kind of like living together, but they were just not good people. Mm. And not like. <laughs> they were just yeah, not great. Well, they, they were just, just not they good. Were just, I was trying to think of a way to say it. Like they just weren't good. Yeah. They're were constantly like stealing off each other and thought it was funny. They're constantly trying to sleep with each other's girlfriends and thought it was funny. <laughs> They're constantly ripping each other off for drugs and thought it was funny. Like, it was just how they interacted with each other. Just jokes, mate. And then I was like in there and then you're in there and they're kind of trying to do the same to you. Like, no, I don't want to yeah, no, do don't, this. I don't play this And game. then so I just left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah great. So it was just a real kind of like, no, this is yeah. not fun. But it was like in that situation of like three months, I think. Yeah. Four months. Right. And yeah. you kind of don't realise how bad it is until you're, you're right in it. Yes. And you're like, oh, this is Fucked. Yeah, the slow, mm. the frog in the pan. Yeah, kind yeah. of yeah, yeah. analogy. Yeah, it was yeah. just gross. They just weren't good dudes. For me, I think it's, um, and this is recent. This is I've come into this with age. It's if people can't be happy for you. So oh, yeah. you know when yeah. you know, during COVID especially, I noticed there'd be friends interstate who you know because we we're in Melbourne and we had a lot, lot, lot of lockdowns. There'd be friends interstate who were able to go on holidays or do you know go to restaurants things we weren't able to do. And I'd have other friends kind of going, I don't want to say that. Like, I yeah. don't need to know that you're, you know, going out for a meal when I can't. And I thought, I don't like that. Like, if I see a friend of mine happy, I'm fucking happy. Yes. Even if I'm not myself happy. Yeah. If I see a friend in a really happy relationship and I'm going through my separation, I'm still cheering you on. Yeah. yeah. If I yeah. see someone going on a date or that whatever, all the career stuff. Yes. You know, if, yeah, you're, yeah, go- if you're flying, yeah. I'm flying. Mm. Yeah. You know, and if someone has to neg everyone. Constantly. Can't, oh, yeah. can't deal. I'm out. Yeah, totally. I've, I've had enough of that shit. I've had enough of that culture in this country. Yeah. There's been a lot about it recently. I'm just yeah. like, I've just done with it. Yeah, done. Guys, just be into people. Like, just go, that's good. Just that's be, great. Just like, be supportive or on. shut up. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, it's actually like that, that, that simple. old like, classic thing. Like, my yeah. mum used to say, like, if you haven't got anything nice, nice to, say, to say, just don't say anything. Oh, yeah. The amount of people yeah. need to listen that and hear that. Yeah. absolutely Scroll on. Yeah. And or in conversation, like uh, one of my favourite scenes in the Ricky Gervais show, the one about death that I now can't remember, he's talking to a widower, a widow. Oh, I love it. And she's just like basically the gist is afterlife. Yeah. And the gist for her is, you know, happiness is wonderful even if it's not yours. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. And I just went, I love that. Yeah. It is much better if it's yours, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back to Wade. <laughs> oh, you two, you're an absolute delight and joy. And every time I'm around you, I feel better and I feel supported and loved and all of the things. And I'm so proud of you both. And I oh, thank you for coming man. on. Oh, thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for having us. And we're going to do this. It. As a dual feed. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. Going out on your channel yep. and it's going out on our channel. Yeah. Um, so for all the Dear Nally listeners, please go 
and find shitting with the door open and I'll put links into the show notes. And you'll see how we've edited it out. <laughs> <laughs> and for shitting with the door open, listeners, hopefully you'll come over and no, listen no, to Dear Nelly. Nelly. Yeah, yeah, go right over and listen, to, and listen to all the back catalogue. I've been on it before. Yes, you um, have. I've done a live uh, yes, one. Yes, uh, Wade's done a solo. Yep. Uh, and I've got another live one coming up. Or, I should, or was I not meant to say that yet? No, no, we, we've got live shows in the works. Great. And um, for me, that you know, as a live performer, that's the greatest joy. Oh yeah, because you totally. got the people in the Get room. Get the feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So love you both, and thank you for coming. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Boy. mate. Boy. Dads. <laughs>